Show me something. Hello and welcome back to the Show Me Something podcast. I'm William. I'm Trevor. And I'm Jacob. And today I showed the boys Rope by Alfred Hitchcock from 1948, starring Jimmy Stewart and a bunch of other people that I'm not sure what their names are. Never seen them or heard of them. But they were very good, um, in my opinion. What do you guys think about it since uh, I showed you guys for the first time? Yeah, for sure. Um, Are we going to do a synopsis first? Yeah, do a synopsis first. Oh, yeah, sure. So so basically (laughs) the movie is about these – this is not spoilered, by the way. It is these two guys who were probably in their early 20s, um, and basically they kill a person right in the beginning – one of their friends, and they have a dinner party as the body is still in the dinner party. And they basically are trying to make it this, like, big... It's basically like an art piece to them. Um, But that's basically the movie without spoiling it. That's, like, what you'll read as a synopsis on the internet. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I really enjoyed it. Didn't know anything about it going into it, besides the fact that it was Hitchcock from the late 40s. Um... I would highly recommend it. Uh, I watched it with my girlfriend last night. We both really loved it. Um, I mean, honestly, feeling like a 8.5, close to maybe even a 9 out of 10. Um, yeah. It's a really, really good movie. It's, I would say, bordering on timeless because it's, what, 72 years old? Yeah. And like, a lot of times in my experience, older film the pacing is off or there will be noticeable aspects of the film that date it. This film could have easily been made this year. Yeah. I feel like you find that a lot of the time with Hitchcock. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's a master, right? So yeah, it it was really great. Um, Short, sweet to the point, hour and 20 minutes. Yep. Um, Super watchable, you know, instead of watching one episode of whatever drama you're watching right now, give this a watch. Uh, yeah, I'll say 9 out of 10. Right on. Right. I enjoyed it as well. I watched it this morning. So like, what, like two hours ago? Yeah, <laughs> not long ago. <laughs> two, three hours ago, I watched it with my dog. Um, Shout out Piper. Hi, Piper. Piper, yeah, she loved it. <laughs> she was asleep for most of it. Damn. But so she hated it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, let me see. I'll give it like an 8. Yeah, like it was really good. There were some parts of it where I was like, that's okay. Whatever, sure. Suspension of disbelief for a film type situation. Uh huh. But regardless, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I definitely think you should definitely give this a watch. It's, I mean, it's a Hitchcock. You can't really go wrong with a Hitchcock. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I had a good time with it. Uh, There's a couple of times where I, stuff that I expected to be something were not. But otherwise, yeah, it was really good. Right on, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, my rating is pretty much on par with, with Will's. I, I give it a 9 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I originally watched it, I think I had rated it a 10 out of 10. Uh, it's probably fallen a little bit since then, um, but I still think it was incredibly enjoyable. This is yeah. the first time I watched it since high school, and I remember I watched it like on YouTube. It was like still on there for free. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was just on there. <laughs> the good old days. Like, yeah, the good old days before, because I checked again before I rented it on Amazon, and it wasn't. You had to rent it on YouTube as well. But um, I tried to watch it on Hulu, and apparently you have to have a Stars upgrade to yeah. watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's on Stars. Yeah, 
Um, but I extremely recommend it, obviously, because I recommend it to you guys. But yeah, so that I think ends our non-spoilerino version. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's jump into it. Um, I want to know: uh, Can you speak a little bit more about what you thought was your suspension <laughs> That's of disbelief? What I was ask <laughs> yeah, you first thing. They're in an apartment in yeah. New York City. So this is like my suspension of disbelief portion is at the very end. Yeah. And it's when they fire the fucking gun in the apartment, and they fire it through the floor, and nobody knows. He crashed out the window. He fired. No, he's, oh, he's talking about he, before that. When they sh- also, shoots him in the hand, uh, he still also fires inside, and those glass windows are not that thick. And it's an apartment building. People would have heard that. Maybe yeah. the bullet got I don't, stuck in his The hand. fact that he opened the window and then shot out three times, and that's what did it. To me, I was just like, that's... Mm. But I don't think we can say that people didn't know it because they re- really only were able to hear people outside talk until they opened the window. Yeah, but still. Like, they... they so, like, the downstairs neighbors could have already called the police. We don't know. It's, I mean, a lot of that stuff happens very quickly. The way they imply it, though, is that nobody... Yeah, for sure. Nobody knows. They had to finish the And for the me, that was, just, that was just kind of annoying. I mean, also in the 40s, cars used to backfire a lot more. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you that. But also, a bullet went through someone's apartment. It maybe got stuck in his hand. It did not get stuck in his hand. Did you see it? I'm positive. Also, I don't think his hand actually got shot. I'm pretty sure that the reason his hand was hurt was the blast the out blast. of the side of the chamber. Because that's what it seemed like. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm just being a dick. No, you're um, fine. But like, that's for me. That's my suspension yeah, of dislike. That's fair. I can put that to the side because it's only thing. one thing. It's only well, one. Well, you're a thing. gun boy. Exactly. So yeah. anything that happens with a gun, you recognize. Yeah, I tend I to pick up on that kind of stuff. I definitely did not think about that at all. I did. I was waiting, and I still up won't. I, that doesn't change a thing for me. <laughs> oh, no, nor I. But it's a good point. It's for me, point. like guns in film, I really like appreciate because, like, the first John Wick is one of those movies that I really love, mostly for the like. One of the big things is that they it's are a good movie. Keep track of the bullet count. The third one, not that great. They're terrible about it. I just watched the third one. And it was like, what? This is not. I mean, I, I don't even mean. I don't even mean about bullet count. Oh. I just mean the film itself. I was like, eh, eh, it's okay. You went to the LA premiere for the third. I one. did for real. Yeah, I was in the in the Chinese theater with Keanu Reeves. What the fuck? And the director and a bunch My of friend other... helped with the editing on that movie. Yeah, bullshit. She invited me out. She's like, Trevor, I know you love John Wick. Do you want to come to the premiere? What? And I was like, yeah. Shout out Jesse. Hopefully, you're actually listening to this podcast. <laughs> Damn, Jesse, that's sweet. You did a good job editing it. I take it back. She didn't the edit. The third one's the best <laughs> she, she one. She wasn't the editor. She, right, she cool. like, like assistant stuff. I think I don't actually know what the rule. I got to talk to like some of the visual effects guys. That's or really whatever cool. at, at the after party, and like I gave them all of my nitpicky notes. Uh, and a cup. <laughs> wow. With, the, that's well, a bold stance, Trevor. No, because I gave my nitpicky notes to Jesse because she wanted to know. And I was like, yeah, I'm happy to give them to her. And then she introduced it to me to these guys. And she's like, oh, Trevor's got opinions. And I'm like, Jesse, what the fuck are you doing to me? That's crazy. But then she I gave wanted them, to put you on the spot. Yeah, but then I gave them my like actual notes. And like I started out on the softer side. And they were like, oh, yeah, totally. And then I gave them some of my harder ones. So I was like, okay, these guys are really chill about it. Yeah. A couple of them are like, yeah, we know about that one. Oh, shit. Didn't have time to fix it. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. So. And it's like, all right, cool. And they even pointed out to me, like, oh, in that same scene, did you notice this too? And I was like, no, I didn't. Oh, like, that's sweet. So it was a really cool experience. Damn, dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, one of the coolest experiences. Yeah, that's sweet as fuck. It all was right. dope. A lot of free food and drinks. Tangent. Have you seen John Wick, Jacob? I've seen the first one. I haven't seen the second or third. I don't know if the, the third one's not worth watching. The third one is worth watching. Just I'm sorry. I mean, not as, for this podcast. I yeah, for this podcast, maybe not. The second one's good, though. The yeah. second one's pretty the good. The first one I thought was dope. I thought first, it was great. The first one's fantastic. Yeah. 
Like I said, the key. Same with the first Taken movie. Only seen the first one. Great movie. There's never, more than one. Yeah, there's three of them. Fuck. Off. Also three. Yeah. Are you, you serious? You never yeah, noticed that like meme clip that they put online all the time of um, fuck. Who stars in Taken? Liam, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Thank you. My God, my brain. Yeah. I know. Don't give me that look. I'm really bad at names. Uh, Liam Neeson trying to jump a fence, like and it's life. like, and it's like Fucking 80. rating rope that low. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and they're like, they like have like eighty cuts in one scene of him trying no. to jump a fence because he couldn't do it all in one. That's so it's amazing. like uh, 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 over like it's like a basically a stop motion oh, of no. him going over a fence. Oh, look that up. That sounds great. So all right, anyway, good tangent. Good action movie Sorry. tangent. No, no, no. I, but I'm, yeah, so like that's my one little hiccup. Of that's that. fair. Otherwise, great movie. Very suspenseful. Very like, like oh, uh, uh, yeah. But like it was cool. I liked it. But yeah, to get back to Rope. Um, so <laughs> no, I'm talking, about, talking rope. about Rope. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were still talking about John Wick. I no, wasn't listening. That is not a suspense movie. That's an action movie. Um, yeah. So it starts off with the uh, camera is watching outside. I assume also this is where. Hitchcock has his cameo. I didn't notice it, but he has a cameo in every Oh, yeah, film. that's right. Um, I assume he's on, on the street, street somewhere yeah. in the beginning. I, I but, yeah, so the, the credits thing. are rolling over the street, and then it does a nice, like, pan shot into the window, and that's when um, it starts off, basically, because everything in this movie takes place just in their apartment. Yeah. And it's supposed to look like it's all real-time, all shot in one take, which they expertly do by going behind different props or different people Except and then once. switching the film out. There's one time when they don't do it expertly. Which part was that? Um, Brandon talking to Rupert. I mean, I always notice it when they do in it the behind door frame. the people. Yeah. Whenever it, they do it behind a suit jacket, it's... Like, weird. they like literally no. like, go all the way in and then all the way out yeah. again. Sorry. That, I mean, it's always the same for that, but they it, there was a continuity error in one of the ones they did. Oh, really? Yeah, that they were on the left side of the door frame between the room they spend most of the film in and like the entry foyer. They're on the left side of the door frame. It zooms into Brandon's back and then comes back out. And then all of a sudden they're on the right side of the door frame and they've broken the one. What's the 180 rule? The 180 rule, mm-hmm. right? They're on the different side of the film. And then Rupert goes from being on Brandon's right on the left door frame to being on Brandon's right on the left. Oh, shit. On his left on the right door frame. Sorry. I, I I don't know. I what get, it's a very minor thing. I get what you're saying. They just, yeah, he basically like he teleports error. from one side of the door frame to the other. Yeah, but that was truly the only time I noticed it. And having looked up nothing about the film beforehand, I'm sitting there with Riss, and like 15 minutes in, I'm like, "Has this all been one shot?" Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Yeah, I think each take was like 10 minutes long least, or something like that. At least 10 minutes. Because it was sure. just however long a f- uh, film reel was. I mean, so they had to cut that's eventually. That's fucking fantastic. Yeah. It was. I didn't pick up on it actually until that first time they pushed into someone's back. I was like, oh, damn, this has been the oh, whole fucking oh, time. Oh, wow. Because it also doesn't like, in my opinion, it doesn't like lag or like feel like the pacing is off. No, not Because it's not, not cutting. All. It feels... Like you're watching like a really intense drama it's a play. Or play. It's yeah. A yeah. play. Yeah. So I was super confused at the beginning a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. There's zero exposition. Nothing. There's none. It jumps right into it. Boom. So I'm yeah. like, for, so like they kill this guy and they're putting him in the box and I'm like, David. David, yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess they killed you're this guy. You're basically dude. like, what the fuck did I just want? I'm like, yeah. that part didn't really surprise me so much as they, and then they start talking and I'm like, that's weird. And he's like, all right, here, take the gloves and put them in that drawer. And I'm like, okay, so this isn't the guy they just killed place. Yeah. Nope. Because why on earth would you not just immediately... Regardless, why wouldn't you get rid of those gloves? Right. 
Those are incriminating. It's because they're Brandon is so cocky. Brandon, Brandon is, a, is a, like a psychopath. Fuck. Brandon is insane. Brandon is absolutely insane. And he is I think, just so good. I think my notes all throughout the most this are like ridiculous person. Yeah. Like I think every like tenth note on my list is Brandon's a sociopath. Yeah. It's just yeah. over I mean, and over again. He is insane. And why the fuck did he include Philip in this? Zero idea. Oh, oh, the what? worst person of all time to have have this be your partner. Anyone else? I think it has to be because it's the only other person he could find that shared the same philosophical sentiment. But also as, uh, as Rupert. Rupert was the other person. Apparently right? they but lived. Like, he didn't think that Rupert had the gall to actually go through right. with it. Also, so apparently I guess they both live in this apartment. I don't know. It just seemed, it seemed like Brandon's apartment, but maybe they both live in it. I'm not actually sure. It's a very luxurious apartment. It's incredible. Beautiful that view apartment. is amazing. Gorgeous apartment. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Riz kept asking, what does Brandon do that he has this apartment? Like, she was like, I need well, to know what his job is. Well, they're the upper echelon is. of society, right. apparently. Okay. <laughs> but, but we know Philip is a pianist. We don't know what Brandon does. Also, her rating was, I think she said 7 out of 10, but she really liked it. Nice. So I, I don't know what her rating, rating system is. So yeah, I'll I think take... that's high. For, it's high. <laughs> she said she really loved it. Nice. So, right also on. that. Yeah. Uh, whoever the I want to so, I want to see more films that Brandon uh, John Dahl is that his name? Trevor? Yeah, John Dahl. John yeah. Dahl. I want to see more of John Dahl. Yeah. Because he was really fucking great in this. He was excellent. And like, I hated him obviously. Because I think you're kind of supposed to. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. He was in He's Spartacus. like super creepy and erotic and like yeah, so many adjectives I could use. Like, he got a very, it's it's such a weird like calm thrill that he got out of it. Yeah. Like he's cocky, calm, uh, and he's carnal. like. Carnal. Yeah, he, he has this insane pleasure with just killing because he feels like he's better than the person and their life didn't matter at all. Yeah. And this it's is, exciting to like kill somebody, I guess, for yeah. him, which is weird. There's a lot of homoerotic stuff in this film so that's one of my reasons for bringing up though the fact that like are brendan and philip a couple it really seems that way like, i think they it go did seem like they that, go yeah. out to pains to make it seem that they're not because that's they just mentioned 1948 exactly they go to they yeah. mention brandon dating janet before yeah. she dated yes david and then kenneth which also means versa. nothing right yeah, <laughs> janet dated everybody apparently yeah she just the whole thing except group. for philip right <laughs> which well, i mean why would you philip <laughs> Brandon, I guess. That's a fucking nerd who couldn't take a murder. I mean, it was it was truly like we kept remarking like they're so close to each other, right? They now. are. I and they really even have like these little like bickering moments. Yeah. Where also, you're like, like they're a couple. <laughs> also, it's Im- it's implied that they both live there. They have that dope made. When they're talking about like the phones in the bedroom, they don't say whose bedroom. They yeah. just say the bedroom. Yeah. And it's implied they both live there. So mm, unless they're unless they got bunk beds. Yeah, or like two twin beds, which would be weird for this nice. No, no, that would be together. very 1948. Yeah, two and, twin beds, even for a married couple. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, dude, like I you said, Lucy. they're vacationing they're together. Vacationing it's crazy, together. and like, they don't really seem like friends. No, they don't seem like friends. At like, all. so if they're not friends, a lot of their arguments seem like a couple. A couple. couple yeah, yeah. I hadn't even thought about that to be honest. With I you, didn't either until you brought it up. But it makes that sense. Was it makes a lot of sense. One of my later notes, actually, because I didn't pick up on it early. It took me a little while, but like. Little things kept building, and their I was like, energy is really like couple energy, couple energy for sure. So I, I, I mean, if so, good on Hitchcock, I guess, for like putting a gay couple in his film. Yeah. Like, to be fair, though, they are murderers. 
Right. So mm, <laughs> maybe um, maybe not good on Hitchcock, depending on his thought process. But like, like that would be my only explanation too for why the fuck he included Philip whenever yeah. Philip doesn't really seem down for this whole thing. Yeah, because right. basically after he kills David, after they kill David together, um, Philip's like not able to talk at all. Philip is freaking the fuck out. He's like out. frozen, like looking off. Towards the camera, not at the camera, but, like, yeah. towards that, that fourth wall. Yeah. And just, like, staring because he can't do anything, basically. And and Brandon is talking about he, – he's basically, like, talking about the thrill and, like, talking about how they're going to have this dope party later. Yeah. Yes. Which, to be fair, they're also – like, they have the dining room table all set up. Yeah. And so then they are like, oh, we're going to have the food in here. What a change also, not only from not, no longer having a sit-down dinner – yeah. To now, the dinner a was weird. Buffet, super weird type thing, and Serve almost yourself, no one eats. Standing. Yeah. They, they they mention the chicken is untouched at the end of the dinner. Like they barely touch a thing. They just drink. Rupert has a dope um, Sunday, and he like takes like <laughs> one spoonful. Yeah, out. that ice cream, that dessert looked really yeah, good. Looked <laughs> well, the maid lady, whatever her name was, she did a great job preparing this feast. To be fair, she was all over Rupert. Yeah. She wanted... And Rupert was Rupert kind of... Rupert was all over her, too. He was kind of into her, too. Yeah, so... Rupert, Anyways, uh, played by Jimmy Stewart. We're also jumping really far ahead again. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, also, the next part that I have, as they're uh, having, like, these conversations and, like, moving stuff over to the chest where they just put David's um, dead body into, uh, which has a broken lock on it, mind you, so they can't actually lock the chest. Um, they... You can see the rope hanging out of it. Which I what I couldn't remember if they actually called back to it. I thought it was gonna stay hanging out, but they immediately like are like yank it. Well, yeah, Philip yeah, freaks Phillip out he over it. Freaks it. Out. Well, he freaks out about every fucking small detail. Yeah, clearly Brandon's right in this case where it's just rope. Right. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> like, like, not gonna be their first fucking thought. Brandon, yes, yeah. Why, if I saw rope in someone's house, I wouldn't think, oh, they murdered someone. Yeah, yeah. there's no. a dead body here somewhere. <laughs> Where is it? Let's find it, boys. <laughs> if that was the case, well, I mean, to be fair, my one of my coworkers called my truck a murder truck because I have a bunch of rope and like bolt cutters. Just and like shit Dennis from, uh, from It's Always Sunny. I need to have my tools. <laughs> Has anybody seen it? No, you no. guys haven't seen it. Damn, what? You haven't seen It's Always Sunny? Oh, on the I've list, watched, baby. I've watched the first season, but I've never been able to get past. The first that. season's great. They're all fucking terrible. Yeah, they're bad people. That's the point yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like Curb Your Enthusiasm. I guess I can't get with it because they're awful. I get that that's the point. That's like the same point with like Seinfeld. They're all bad people. Yeah, they are all bad people in Seinfeld. It's just a more extreme version. But they're all bad people. Yeah. None of them are good. <laughs> uh, well, like, you're like having an epiphany. Because yeah. <laughs> I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld's great. I know you do. That's why I brought it up. It's the same point, though. Fuck, that's the, but right. that's the argument everyone uses for um, Always Sunny, because everyone seems Seinfeld. I just Seinfeld. fucking hate them. You're supposed to. But I don't hate the people in Seinfeld. That's on you. I guess so. I'm flawed. <laughs> all right, cool. Anyway, moving on. Uh, but yeah, like, Brandon, yeah, he's a sociopath, but... He's a good sociopath. Well, he's level-headed in the right moments. He's very level. There's weird times. But he's throughout. also cocky as fuck in the wrong moments. Way yeah, too cocky. We, like, I'm going to keep saying we, and I'm sorry. I, just, I watched it with someone else, so it's hard for me not to. No, that's fair. We it's kept fine. being like, why is he saying this stuff? Why is like, he doing this? Every, every time he spoke almost, yeah. he alluded to the fact that there's a, either a dead body there or that he, he just killed, killed someone, someone or, or like murder's dope. Murder's okay. Like, Dude, murder? Fun, right? I ah. mean, it's just like a masterful building of suspense. You feel it, right, old man? You yeah. feel murder's Come fun, on. right? Yeah, you, totally. You got this. If it's the right cause, 
let's fucking kill someone. Yeah. And if you're better than them. Right, I'm fucking better than Also, them. I'm totally not, like, I get it, like, in a movie or whatever. Like, I don't find it that hard to root for, like, somebody. But, like, it's really hard to root for Brandon because he straight up killed him. I don't him. think you're supposed to root for No, no you're not. You but, like, there's times where, like, somebody, they murder somebody with, like, they had a really good reason or whatever. And in this yeah. case... Well, this is the opposite. He has no <laughs> reason. complete opposite. No reason whatsoever other than, eh, I felt like it. Yeah. And I do want to mention who they invited to the party because it's very specific. It's fucked up. So they invited... It's so fucked up. David's girlfriend, Janet, who we mentioned earlier. And then they also invited um, David's parents. The mom wasn't able to show up. She had to stay at home because she's sick. Yeah. Um, Mr. Ketley is the dad's name. And then um, they also, Mr. Ketley invited his sister because he wanted to bring a date to Yo, the... what the fuck is her accent? I don't know. Her name was Mrs. Atwater, though. What is her fucking accent? No idea. And then it's they not also invited Kenneth. Kenneth. Kenneth the... Janet's ex-boyfriend. Who... And I guess all of the, the friend of theirs from school? They're all friends, yeah. David, yeah. Kenneth, Brandon, and Philip were all friends from prep school. Yeah. Yes. Where, um... Rupert was their Rupert, teacher. Yeah, Rupert was, he was some, their sort of, house, uh, some sort of figurehead. Housemaster. House, so, yeah, I guess, like, whenever they were in their dorms, he was, like... Like a Professor McGonagall to uh, Gryffindor situation. Someone yeah. who was very philosophical and, like, telling them about... Uh, hey, murder's to, cool. Right. <laughs> I think... I. Yeah, yeah, it's weird that it seems like that was like his big thing. I mean, it was. Because even Rupert brings it up randomly. They frame it that way. Rupert brings it up fine. out of nowhere. He's, yeah. like, he's like, here's a good topic for a dinner party. <laughs> yeah. Murder. Cool, right? And, and then, then when and then when uh, fucking Brandon starts going too far with it, Rupert's like, geez, maybe this was a bad idea. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have talked about murder so much. But regardless. Um, but yeah, so those are the people that were invited to the party. David was also supposed to show up, but David has obviously been murdered. So yes. during the party, I mean, he's people there. are constantly... He is technically there. He was there on time. Also, and yeah, Miss Wilson's there the whole time, but she's, I guess, their housekeeper. Yeah, or... that's her name. You're right. Mrs. Wilson. Miss Wilson, yeah. Yeah, she... Uh, I love her, by the like way. The she's like the maid or something. She's, she's great. She's fantastic. She's one of the only likable characters her and like Rupert Even she was awesome Rupert's Rupert well actually I, I, I like Mr. Ketley a lot Mr. Yeah. Ketley because he was like a voice of reason for humanity he yeah. was like he was like who are you to say who's lesser than you yeah. and also I don't believe humanity is that evil mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then he got like sad when the guy was like being antagonistic it was like he was fuck. pissed yeah it was like he was he like completely shut down yeah. he like couldn't like, talk I think it's time well, for me pretty to much everyone is likable except Brandon and Philip. Mrs. Atwater's not likable, in my no, opinion. No, Mrs. Atwater is a fucking garbage can. She's like so What dumb. is her accent, bro? What I just please tell me what her accent. Foreign. It, but then it's not even. It's, it's like not. some weird bastardization of American English. Yeah, she's Scottish? like supposed to Sometimes sound like maybe? highbrow. Oh, she sounds fucking horrible. Hello. Oh, I hated her. But yeah, so the whole time they're at this party, they're like. It keeps coming up more and more as the night goes on. That like, why are we David's eating on top of fuck- this weird chest? Where's David? What's where, going on? Basically, where the fuck is David? Yeah, he's. We find out during the the course of the movie, he's usually very punctual. Yes, he will let you know where and when he is. He's only in town for the couple of days. Yep. And his mom is extremely worried about him always just because it's her son, her only child, her only oof. only child, not even only son, only child. You know, so like. All the shit that goes down in this movie, you know everyone that was at that party is going to be fucked up for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yeah, that is a fucked situation. They literally that ate dinner. The part is fantastic. I won't get Save to it, it now. Yeah, but yeah we'll get it. to it later. But like, Man, so, when that ending came through, I was like... I want to also say that Philip, I think, is a likable character. Do you think so? I eh, do think so. I don't think he is. I think he's more... You don't think he's sympathetic? I... 
I think he's sympathetic because I think he was dragged into this by Brandon. Yes, but also, but, I st- but he still murdered someone. Yeah, and he still at times says that he partially enjoyed it. Like he still he? he still catches a thrill from it because like Brandon eventually like yanks it out of him when they continue to talk to each other. But like he's, before the party starts, yeah, before the party um, starts, okay. drinking like, champagne. I think. Mostly, he's upset by it. He's disturbed by what they just did, and he doesn't agree with being associated with yes for most of the time right but he still has that underlying factor of he agreed to it he did agree he was okay with it and he was essentially the one that fucking killed him (laughs) like it was basically it was his hands was it i'm pretty sure it was philip's hands i'm also pretty sure it was. i don't remember who actually was on uh, was on one side and then philip was on the other but i'm pretty sure it was him that had the rope (laughs) god i don't remember (laughs) but um but yeah so what were you guys gonna say i have just a quick again back note before the party starts and they're cleaning up and everything, uh, we mentioned like numerous moments where Philip is freaking out about little details. The shot where Brandon brings the rope into the kitchen and drops. Oh my the god! Door. He that fucking wants it. That, but also the swinging door shot. The swinging door shot was like so he goes good. Into the, the kitchen door. The time. Right. So the maid walks out of the kitchen door and he slips. Brandon in. Brandon slips in as it closes. It closes as he's in, and then it opens up to see him dropping the rope that, into like, the drawer, like and then whimsically. it closes again. It's like such a the fucking, whole thing. He's how do you whimsically. time that shot? That in a ten have... minute shot. It's like fucking unbelievable. Yeah, that's within the it's, full ten minutes. It shows right. the masterclass of the actors for one, and, and then also Hitch- Hitchcock's direction. Jesus, Christ. like you have to have. Can you imagine the uh, like the warm ups and like the. Uh, first shots of when they did this. Imagine messing up. Imagine messing up on minute nine. And that's a whole. That's a whole reel of, reel film. of film just gone. Gone. And can you? Because like filming over that, it's not. It. I don't think you, you even can. You yeah. Can. And we would have noticed because there were no. I mean, cuts. I had to say Hitchcock's the goat. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to. Argue I'm going to show you guys more Hitchcock. Yeah, that's great. It's hard. <laughs> I, to, I mean, it's hard to argue against. I don't know what other ones you guys haven't seen that I've seen. Though. I'm mad that I haven't seen this one before. To be honest. It was this, one of the first ones that I watched. This is one of the favorite, one of my favorite ones. Of it's one of my. To be fair, too. most of my Hitchcock did come from in college. Same. I no, mine was early high school because that was when I was diving into film. Well, yeah, you were big in film like early. I didn't get into into film stuff, which is why I haven't seen a lot of these like classic films until yeah. college. I, I wasn't think, like classic film until college. Yeah. So yeah, to give you guys a little bit of background, if you haven't listened to any of our other stuff, I did a lot of film stuff in high school and like started getting into stuff basically as a Kirk. Um, one of my he did, he's co-host the Ned Pod with me. Yeah. Um, on the Harbor Boys Network. On the Harbor Boys Network. Shout out Harbor Boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we started make, we basically on. the first <laughs> year we did it, we made it a competition. So that was also an extra factor of me trying to watch a lot of movies. But that's where I became a cinephile. Was like when I was in tenth grade, sophomore year. Right. Yeah. So I don't know when you guys were. I mean, at. my whole, my, almost my entire adolescence was, I lived in a small town in New York. We used to walk into town, quote unquote, which was Main Street. On Main Street, there was a shop called Video Visions, and it was just a video store, you know, like a video rental store, like mm-hmm. a like a local block. Similar cluster. to like uh, the Clerks uh, one. Yeah, I, mean, I, hate I mean, Clerks, but no, I like Clerks. <laughs> I like Clerks. Didn't we talk about it last? Well, yeah. off off mic. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. About it. <laughs> Kirk's has flaws, but Kirks is good. Right, on. Um, I haven't seen it. Anyway, great movie. I'm oh, gonna bring it. Cool. Yeah, great. Uh, local video store and like. When I wasn't at school, me and my friend Will Carroll would walk to town and rent two or three movies 
and go home and just hang out and watch movies. I would do the same thing, but we it weren't was the doing, library. Yeah, we weren't were doing Hitchcock and shit like that. We were watching like, you know, early 2000s shit because it was, that was the time. Yeah. We would watch new movies, you know, go to the new releases. But Right on. I mean, I've, yeah, since I was 12, but I'm... Damn. 28 now. Yeah. So it's been a long you time. You got a head start on me, man. Yeah, I mean, I went to school as a film major, you know, like you. Yeah, but yours was different. Yours, Mine was, was, different. yours was film study. Well, I went into film production. Freshman year, I was film production. I was, oh, really? I was a true blue film major, and then I was way too self-conscious and didn't want to show anybody anything that I ever made. <laughs> so then I Sad. jumped into English with a film and media studies criticism. I feel like you seem like an English film lit, though. Yeah, so I then my, my classes became watching movies. And writing papers. Which is great. Them, which is the fucking best. It's the best it's the thing. I would still do that to this Don't day. have a job, but hey, great <laughs> Let's degree. Do it. <laughs> great we're, we're essentially doing it now. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So it's been a long time. And like for me, I all childhood, high school, all that, I was just, I mean, I watch movies, yeah, but I was not, I still don't think I'm a cinephile technically. Like I like movies now, but like all growing up, it was like my parents would show me stuff that they liked when they were younger, Yeah. Uh, but not even that much of it. And I would watch the the popular stuff for kids that came out, and a lot of TV, a yeah. lot of like just like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, Disney Channel, all that stuff. Yeah. And then when I got into college, I didn't even start in college in film. I started in college as um, advertising. Yeah, you did. No and shit. then yeah, and you then switched I switched in. We randomly met each other. I switched into telecommunication productions because thank God. Yeah, honestly, because um, when I was in advertising, they started talking about the behind the scenes of commercials, and I was like that seems really interesting yeah cameras and stuff and then i got into that and then matt jacob took setting some, up lights together yeah oh, yeah set um took <laughs> and some working a single camera together yeah full in focus took uh fil- some film classes um as part of my concentration and that's really like and i had seen some like good movies over the years but i'd never like really looked into them until that like yeah uh film studies Vampires in cinema. Well, that's when you start to notice stuff. Right? Some other right, stuff. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, my professor for film studies was kind of a dick. But regardless. Always are. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was like a PhD student. Snobby film people. Really, way too snobby yeah. for his own damn good. Um, but I really enjoyed. I actually liked all my film teachers. Though. Oh, well, I did too. That's nice for y'all. <laughs> I didn't. Mine was a dick. But I know the stereotype. I took the same guy for three different classes. He was fucking fantastic. Well, that's, we did I that, we did that for our film production teacher. Yeah. Yeah. man. Shout out, Eman. Hopefully you're listening. You're probably not. <laughs> um, but let's hope Still you do. Shout out. Have we even told her we're doing this? Probably not. I've talked to her in years. What do you think was your first Hitchcock film? Oh, my God. Um, it would have been in one of those classes, unless yeah. I had seen something before that, which I don't think I had. It was probably Psycho? It was either Psycho or... Because I know I watched Vertigo after Psycho. Yeah. I watched Vertigo later. Yeah. But. Which is yeah, my least favorite. I think favorite it had Vertigo. to have been it's Psycho. my least favorite Hitchcock, by the That's way. That's wild. I want to rewatch it so bad, though. Yeah, but I remember when I watched sure. it, I didn't like the pacing. I thought my it was first, bad pacing. My first was Rear Window. Rear Window, I definitely in also. College, in a mine was class. either Rear Window or North by Northwest. Yeah. I think. Also Rear... fucking great. I don't think I've seen North Both by Northwest. Both fantastic. Yeah. Fuck! If you guys haven't seen it, that's fucking next, Which man. one? I've seen North by Northwest. Nope. I've seen... I'm just bringing Hitchcock. Right, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm down. I've seen Vertigo, Rear Window, now Rogue, obviously. I honestly don't think I've seen Psycho front to back. Fuck. It's pretty good. I've seen clips of Birds. I haven't yeah. seen Birds. I haven't seen all of Birds. I've definitely I've seen, seen some of it. Lifeboat. 
No. No. I watched Le- it's a Hitchcock movie. I watched it only because I wanted something like Rope where it takes place in one place. Yeah. It takes place just on the lifeboat. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, Not Rear, as good. Rear Window is the same thing. <laughs> Not so, as good. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, but I'd already seen Rear Window, okay. and that's one of my Rear favorite movies ever. Great. Yeah, Rear Window and Psycho were around the same time. So. Also, shout out Disturbia, which is like the modern age remake, basically, yeah. of Rear Window. Yeah. They did a good job, though. They Shia did LaBeouf still a good is job. my boy. Shout out fucking Sia, man. He doesn't get enough. He doesn't get he enough really shouts. Doesn't. That dude. I he, mean, he's, he's been through a lot. Kind of crazy, but he does good. I, he does I really want to watch Honey Boy. Yeah, I want to watch Honey Boy. But that's like how I got started with the whole film thing. So I'm definitely more on the normal person side of the spectrum, whereas you guys are more on the cinephile kind of cinema. I feel like I also sound like a fucking cucks and calling myself a cinephile yeah i mean i wouldn't use that word <laughs> but because like, of that though like i get it like I, yeah I but you guys more or less are though like like, yeah. like no matter movies. the connotation associated with the word you are and whereas i'm like like i grew up watching like dave we just recorded dave and like yeah. that's the kind <laughs> Whoa, of stuff what if we air him out of order we're not we're, we're we not just talked about not doing that <laughs> fuck that like that's the kind of stuff i grew up watching like mm-hmm. And but I grew up watching that same stuff. I don't. So did I. I didn't start watching anything that was like critically acclaimed until I was right. in high school. Like, yeah. and like before that, even even before that, I was like polar opposite. Like, I wouldn't watch movies. Like, I didn't. I only wanted to play video games. <laughs> I put, like but, when I was a kid, and like I remember the first time, like my sister and my mom like had rented uh, Casablanca because like my sister wanted to watch. She'd always heard about it, yeah. and like they started watching it, and I was like, "Fuck this." Now I fucking love Castle Castle is great. I was playing fucking Roller Coaster Tycoon Two on the on the computer, saying "fuck you guys, you guys are nerds." <laughs> but so, now I'm like that movie is is amazing and it has so many great lines. It's one of the it's one of the like pinnacles of film. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I love like I loved playing games as a kid too. But also I didn't have a ton of games to play really. Like oh, I had some. I had my games. PS2 and um. I had Wacky Racers on the old PC. Shout out and Wacky fuck Racers. Off. Wacky Racers is so good. Shout wacky out Wacky. <laughs> wow. Fucking Wacky Racers. And I borrowed one of the, um, oh God, the turn pace, red, not Red Alert. Red Alert oh, is fucking one of the Conquer. Can we, can we big shout out Red Alert? Yeah, all the real-time strategy games. Oh, yeah, so I still I played love RTS. Forgotten Genre. No, I, RTS, is, you can still find them. No, there's some good yeah, RTS. Forgotten. But the peak? Forgotten. Yeah. Forgotten. That but, was early 2000s, late 90s. But, like, I didn't have Command a ton and Conquer, of... Warcraft, Starcraft, sorry. No, you're fine. I didn't have a ton of games. I didn't have a ton of... I didn't watch a ton of movies. I just watched, like, not great TV and then was outside. Because mm-hmm. I was on a farm. I didn't really get... Shout out, farm boy. ...to interact with all this media. So, like, I'm kind of... Not... not... Well, you guys had dial-up. And you still do. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> My internet's gar... I have, like, five megabits a second. 2020, the man's you, got dial-up. How do you download hentai? I don't, first of all. Okay. <laughs> first of all, you don't download, I don't download porn. That's weird. Abby, <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> Second of all, I don't download hentai. How do you stream hentai? I don't stream hentai. Third of all. You own it. Yeah, right. He owns it. He owns it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I have to buy the DVD. <laughs> he owns it on HD DVD. No, we don't even have a Blu-ray Red player disc. in my house. <laughs> The, the highest laser disc. The, literally, the Shout most advanced piece disc. of technology in my house is my desktop PC because of, I built it. So it's like that's it. Your dad looks in there. It's like fucking bright pink. It's like he's like, "What the fuck's going on with all these neon lights?" You're like, "Yeah, your dad, I'm watching hentai." 
<laughs> what the, why are we ragging All on right. the? We've, sorry, we've lost the plot. We've lost the plot. I'm just sorry, trying to so. illustrate the fact that like I I'm more or less the new person in this group, despite okay. having studied this stuff. So I know some things. But, but you're like, you bring, don't you're sell yourself short. Yeah. No, but like I'm, I still bring to the table a completely different point. A very right. different point it's of view. It's not like you don't watch film or. Oh no, because I love film now. Right. Like I I understand it a little bit more and I appreciate it a lot more. I need. Right. It, yeah. Um. Yeah, so they invited Rupert because he thinks that they would, uh, he would appreciate their, in quotes, like, art or work. This shit, like, there's a lot of times throughout this film that I'm shaking my head in disbelief. Wanting to do a murder with your fucking teacher, father figure, whatever Rupert is to Brandon Phillips. Definitely some sort of father figure. Like, you... Which, Rupert is the goat. Rupert's fucking incredible. Jimmy Stewart is fucking incredible. Jimmy Stewart, God It's unbelievable how good he is. I know, just relax. <laughs> You're trying to jump right to the end, I know. No, no, no. I mean, like, Jimmy so Stewart good. is, like... He's so good. Such a fantastic actor. Like He's amazing. I mean, the instant he shows up, it's it his It blows movie. me away. It's like, his movie. The amount that he, that someone, like, a single person can really carry a movie. Yeah. Like, imagine having that presence. And you still find it today with some people. Like it definitely happens. Yeah, like, for sure. But it's but every single time it's like God damn. Like that yeah. man is a fucking actor. <laughs> He's incredible. So, I mean, it's perfect for him to be that person because he has to carry a lot of weight. There, there's a lot of weight put onto the character of Rupert before he even shows which he up. doesn't even come in until like thirty minutes in. No, not at all. The like, party the starts already without him. Yeah. Um, it is. Anyway, it's it's fucking weird. Like you want to murder someone with your teacher present. They just want him to be able to be in the midst of their like work post murder. But that's everybody. They they want the parents to be there. They want the friends, the ex lovers. Like, but they, they also realize that um, Rupert is the one who will, if anyone would find it. no would find out. Yeah, that's true. I think that I think that Brandon also likes the thrill of the kill, basically, uh, aka he likes people to to almost be able to find out. He likes to like give them a little treat and see if they'll like take the bait, right? Uh, yeah, for sure. And he he as I mean traditionally with serial killers, they almost like I mean like from what I remember reading and hearing about, yeah, they almost want to be found. Yeah, they want to be caught, and I feel like. If he wasn't caught this time, he would have killed again. Right. And would have wanted... I want to jump to the end so bad. <laughs> Don't do it. Doesn't matter. I know, but still, like, we've been trying to build... I think but... that that plays into the whole erotic nature of Brandon throughout For the show. For sure. He's like... Because he's, like, getting... He's basically he's is getting, getting off. off on the fact that he killed someone. He is. And that he's, like, lording it over these... Like, his fucking family. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm feeding... Which also parents food off of his grave. Philip is like um, during the film, you constantly see Philip finding out about these nuances that Brandon's added to the kill. Mm-hmm. Like he he finds out that they that he invited them. He finds out that uh, he wants to move the table. He finds out that he ties up the rope later with the books. The books, which like, has a great. It's payoff. constantly him just finding out, finding out, yeah. finding out, and it's more and more stuff weighted on on Philip's shoulders. It's like, that he eventually will reach a breaking point, right. but like he constantly goes back also to the piano as his like his oasis. Yeah, where he can. Get away from Brandon because yeah. Brandon is like throwing these things at him that he yeah. can't take. It's like he's playing Jenga on the edge of the Empire State Building. 
I'm rating, I'm rating this movie a 10. I'm going back. Oh, shit. He's back <laughs> As we're talking about it, I'm actually starting to like, like increase my you rating. You rated it a fucking 8, man, I know. <laughs> I know. You rated a fucking 8 out of 10. I'm Hitchcock's defi- rolling don't in his grave. Don't rate shame. Don't rate shame. That's not fair. But no, legitimately, as we're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, it's I, sh- really I should have like, gone higher. And but I feel by like the it's end, also, I might change. Yeah. It's also one of those movies where you appreciate it more when you really start to think about it. and Like like I said, I literally watched it a couple of hours ago. So yeah. like no, that's completely fine. I shouldn't rate Jamie. No, <laughs> Will's, but, Will's totally right. No, don't worry about that. I straight up have been thinking this whole time. Like, you know what? I should. I think it's also because you caught me off guard with the eight. I was like, boof. All right. No, that's fair. <laughs> like, I, I, I definitely. I was like, I guess he thought it was fine, <laughs> and it was. Eight out of ten is a great. That's a fucking. I know, best I'm, new but I'm also, I'm for. also thinking back to like how I used to rate movies where I rated shit as like a. A seven when I thought I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, same. But like I and I, you know, need to adjust that rating system, which I have through our podcasts. You um, realize that like, wow, there's actually some really bad stuff, and then well, you, and there's just more nuance to rating. True, than, like just giving something a rating because you rating feel bad. Is fucking but hard. like today's society feels like if it's not if it's not a nine or a ten, it's not worth it, and right. it's like that's not the way it should be. Not at all. There's it, there's literally room for. Almost every number rating. Yeah, I like mean, I can understand not ever wanting to see something that's like a one or a two or. But a But there's also a space for that. Yeah, a bunch of homies hanging out, getting drunk, and watching a, a knowingly terrible movie is it's a, fun. Is a, is a worthwhile thing. Absolutely. So yeah. what was it? Um, one of like this one guy, Jello Apocalypse on YouTube. He yeah. does like animated stuff. Yeah. He did a whole rating system where he actually decided instead of doing one to ten, he did. 10 to negative 10 and then so when you hit the negatives like a negative 10 is a fucking awful movie but you should absolutely watch it because it's hilarious interesting and then like and then 10 is like 10 brilliant and then you get down there to where it's like you're at a negative one it's like it's bad and it's funny but it's still not don't seek it out funny enough to be it's not bad enough to be that funny i really like that and that kind of thing and i really appreciated that rating system but obviously we're not going to steal that we're just going to stick with our no of course there's similarly there's one on youtube uh acg is a like a video game reviewer yeah and he does like buy wait for sale rent Mm -hmm. or never touch i think is the four it might be three similar thing yeah like jeremy you need to play it right away or you can wait on it or like don't pay full price for it, rent it, whatever. Yeah. Or don't ever play it. And then Jeremy Jans does a similar thing where he's got like awesome tacular, great time, no alcohol required, great time, alcohol required. Yeah. Ooh. Dog shit. All like sorts that. of bad yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of nuance to it. For so. sure. Rating is rating's hard because two things can have the same rating. Right. But like objectively, but then when you put them next to each other, it's like they absolutely are not the same. Not to mention the fact that I find that constantly. I do that so much, especially when I look back because, like, right now I, like, when we started this podcast, I'm, like, trying to find things to show you guys. Right. And I go back and I just start at top rated, uh, like, on my IMDb page. Yeah. And so many of the things that I rated in high school, I feel like I rated them super high. One, because, like, they were... They were new to you. They were new to me. Two, because, like, uh, my friends showed them and I know that they liked them. And then three was, like, that they were critically acclaimed. Right. And so, like, I feel like a lot of my ratings are skewed to where now, if I watch them, I would rate them lower. Like, similar to this movie, I know I just, like, shouted out, hey, I'm going to rate it back a 10 because I get excited. But, like, this movie, I did originally rate a 10. 
and I bumped it down to a nine, which I, where I feel like it actually probably should sit because um, it's not. It's obviously not like my favorite Hitchcock movie, but it is super fucking good. It's really yeah. good. But like uh, a lot of is a lot of these type of similar movies. I rated super high basically because of peer pressure, whether it was from my friends or from society. <laughs> For sure. And like, I'm not going to say this is what I'm doing, but like I was going to, like by the end of this, I'm probably going to bump up my rating to at least a 0.5 higher. Yeah. But, and not due to peer pressure. Like, cause. You also discover things when you talk about As it. we're talking about things, it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Or, and I was also like, the we're, last thing I saw was that gun scene. Which is the reason I... It pro- threw you off a little bit. It threw me off a little yeah. bit Which of the I whole totally, thing. Which I totally... Yeah, I get but it. I, and also... You I'm know gonna, more about that shit than we do. Like, whenever I see a gun in movies, I don't think twice. It's just I a know prop. that I know that it's a prop. I know that it's going to be like any movie where it's going to it's gonna be a device for whatever they want to do with it. It's not right. going to be accurate. But like, there's real... Like, in my mind, there's always... Real world percussions. Real world implications on it. Especially right. a snub nose. A snub nose is going to be loud. I don't know. <laughs> a I snub nose revolver means nothing to me other than less video, accuracy. Video games, a little <laughs> less bit, yeah. accuracy in video games. <laughs> Definitely less accuracy, less muzzle velocity, um, stuff like that. Depending on the caliber, which I didn't get to look at it long enough to figure that out. Oh, it's but a thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. I mean, actually, you're not wrong. It could be dab. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know. Just like parts of it, because like with the snub nose, a lot, some of the powder, depending on the caliber, might not be burned off in the chamber. Or the, because in the chamber and then barrel is where a lot of the speed and stuff is gained because powder is continuing to burn and yeah. increase, increasing pressure on the way out. So a lot of that outside. So that's just like a boom. That's a big boom. Yeah. That's a big loud bang. For sure. So for me, like that was the last thing I saw. And that was, again, a few hours ago. So yes. um, <laughs> as we discuss it, my review will probably change by the end of this discussion. But also jumping back a little bit earlier into the film when... Um, much earlier. When yes, much earlier. When when Janet is first introduced, um, she has like really great lines. Like she, she like, is awesome. She's she's amazing. She's I think one of my favorite characters, and I feel like she is like overshadowed a lot by Jimmy Stewart. But like, and the whole plot she, as a whole, she's not everything used that she says is like so like well thought out and like yeah. very smart. Like and like her <laughs> jokes, like she was talking like. She's also gorgeous. Oh yeah, like, for sure. She has I don't know who of, the actress is, but like she's did very well. She has a lot of presence in those first 10, 15 minutes before Jimmy Stewart shows up, where she's talking about she's always funny when she's not trying to be funny, but when she tries to be funny, it always is a dud. Yeah, like those though that stuff was really great and like immediately draws Joanne you to Chandler her. is her name. Yeah, yeah, never heard of her. Um, it seemed like she, her top known for the number one is rope. only fourteen things, not a whole lot. But she did a great job in this movie. Yeah, that's she did. wild. Maybe she was more of a theater actress. Maybe. I mean, I feel like it's a lot of these possible. people could have been theater people. Because, because, because of the medium. Right. Like, also, the, yeah, the even long... Even though I say medium, it was film. But, yeah. like, the But the style. long takes right. and stuff. Yeah, it definitely probably lends itself more to theater. Because in theater, you get God one... God damn, I love a long take. You get one go in theater. This so. is really showing you guys what type of movies I like. Total <laughs> sucker for a long take, though. That's Any... why Children of Men is still one of my favorite movies. Oh, I love time. Children of Men because of the long takes. Yeah. Love a good long take. Have you not seen Children of Men? I'm going to fucking dab on your ass dude here in a second <laughs> on DVD. hey we'll we talked it. about it i didn't get into film until really late i know i know, I know. okay like and i'm too, i was doing my best to try and keep up with it but now i'm trying not We're to here keep, now i'm trying not to keep up with it because yeah you guys are going to show me stuff and then that way we can get my reaction on recording there we go um so and also so kenneth 
is um, her ex-boyfriend, and he Janet. is, uh, yeah, Janet's ex-boyfriend. He's their friend. Yeah. Um, he is invited. They basically are, it's like Brandon's weird plot to get them back together, which Brandon is really is bizarre. just fucking He's like crazy. so He's controlling. He's a sociopath, yeah, it's wild. And it, it's weird also that like, it's got to be weird for her. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's clearly, oh, sure. it's clearly weird. She's, for her. she's obviously she's, uncomfortable. She's in a room with two ex-boyfriends, and she doesn't know where the fuck her boyfriend I don't, is. I think she's. I think another reason why she's so chill though with Brandon because she never brings up the whole issue with Brandon. Yeah, I don't think and they she were all even friends about Brandon as an ex-lover. No. I don't think she does because prob- probably because she knows that he's gay. <laughs> I think it's also because she thinks he's fucking weird. Well, yeah, but also, but like, I think she knows that him and Philip are a thing. And yeah, so her, it's like. This is like the Craig and Eric thing all over again. Her, hey, to be fair. Are. Drake and Josh, the two nerd characters. I still don't discover. Trevor thinks that they're gay lovers. Despite the fact that Craig very much goes out with girls at one point, so. That doesn't mean anything. Cover up. Yeah. Well, like, he takes his opportunity and immediately gets rid of Eric as well. So. Janet. Anyways. When she finds out. When she, like, I don't remember what exactly she does, but she pulls Brandon to the side. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, is this uh, is this a new piece of art? And I think he's like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Because she wants to bring him into She's the main area. She's fucking pissed. She's so pissed. And that shit is great. Yeah. Yeah. And also we find out later that um, Brandon, like, talked to them in different ways, kind of. Like, he, yeah. yeah. when he first talks to them, um, basically bringing up David... He always brings up David in every conversation that he has, somehow, or one way or another. <laughs> um, it's like he talks to each of them about like how he doesn't know that um, that Janet is dating David or that he thinks that um, Kenneth will be able to get back with Janet. Yeah. That he has a really good shot with her. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, uh, towards the end, they figure out that um, the he two said things two don't line things. up. Yeah. Right. Basically, the two things, I don't know what the actual wording was, but the two things don't line up. Right. Like, he said something to Janet about... Da- Ken- Ken- oh, my God. What's his name again? Which guy? The Kenneth dead guy. And Kenneth and David is the dead one. David's the dead David, one. sorry. David's oh, dead God. as fuck. My David brain couldn't just- be deader. <laughs> Yeah, so David. He doesn't about, wake up in the chest. He says something to um, her about David, like, oh, I don't know where he is, why he's not here, or whatever. Like, he has no idea what's going on with with David. But then to Kenneth, he's like, I think you have a good shot with her tonight. Yeah. Which, if David was coming, he would not have a good shot with her. So Stop that's that's your the thing. Hat. That's the thing that they really get mad at him about is that like. Based on those two conversations, it's very obvious that he knew that David wasn't coming tonight. Yeah, this they don't know why. And we missed it earlier. You said her name was Mrs. Wilson, right? The, Mrs. Uh, yeah, Miss Wilson. Miss Wilson. Um, she also mentions later to Rupert, and she mentions in the beginning that she had to go all the way across town. She was gone all day, sent off by Brandon. Like they to she be had able to, to get this dessert. Yeah, she had to hurry, 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 hurry. And she to had to get out of the apartment. The she wasn't in there all day. Apartment set up, but then they were like, "Take the afternoon to figure out the rest of the shopping." Yeah, and it's like, um, and, and they made sure she up. didn't have her key either. Yes, and this all comes back up when she's talking to uh, Rupert, which is actually a really interesting shot too, because they, it, it is shown from the perspective of the hallway, where the the back of the camera is the dining room, yeah. and the front of the camera is like this wall that where the camera and crew would have been. But it's a new wall that's in placement because it's after a camera change. Yeah. So you wouldn't have been. A, it's like you can see the wall behind the chest, and you can see them, Rupert and and Mrs. Wilson talking to each other as he's eating dessert. I just feel like it's a really interesting shot because you never see a shot really from that perspective Until ever that again. Point. True. And it's very, did they show the fourth it, wall though? 
They do see the yeah, you see the fourth wall. Really? I could have mm-hmm. swore it was they only a, the side wall that we see. Like it was straight onto the side. No, they actually um, they Why's do there a fourth? they do show oh, the fourth wow. wall. Yeah, it's put back in. But it, Damn. It, again, it's it's after they do a cut. It, it's like right after they do a cut behind um, one. I, it has to be Brandon's jacket. Right, it's always Brandon's jacket. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it's like yeah, constantly. because his he his has is the dark darkest blue. jacket on. His yeah. is dark blue, and the other two dudes are wearing brown jackets. Right, which is when I was trying to figure out who the characters were. I just kept Philip is brown. Brown suit. Rupert um, is gray. For the I thrill, think. and then I wrote brown suit, blonde hair. Yeah, <laughs> nervous, nervous. Because he is, he's like <laughs> he's a bitch. No, no, he's like I totally understand his sentiment. I wouldn't want to be at this party either. No, Why straight the fuck up, was he invited to this party? It makes why, no sense. Why was he... Wait, which one? Uh, Rupert, or no, not Rupert. Kenneth. Uh, Kenneth, Kenneth. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought you were talking about Philip again. Yeah, uh, why was... No. Kenneth feels like... He, why would he be even be invited Yeah, that was party? weird. Like, especially... But all the people pieced together, why would they be invited to this party? The only thing they have together is basically David. Yeah. And it's, well, that's well, why. Mr. It's sick as fuck, though. Like, when it's you, crazy. <laughs> Mr. Um, what's his name? Oh, sorry. No, I have you. Uh, Miss Atwater's brother-in-law. Uh, his name is uh, Mr. Ketley. Mr. Ketley is there because of the books. But also because he's David's father. First edition. Yeah, but first edition. And he's David's father, yes. Well, that's probably but why he would even reason, be interested in giving him the books at all. Right. Yes, the initial reason is because of the books. Yes. Like, whenever he talks to Rupert about it, he's like, well, I wanted to give uh, Mr. Ketley the, these first editions, and I also wanted to have a going-away party for Philip. Because he's going to this farm his brandon's mom's farm up in connecticut Connecticut. weird sick fucks man (laughs) because he's gonna be isolated for six months or something before a a performance or something which is weird yeah it's um also in the beginning definitely um, together philip um breaks uh this martini glass on his hand which they're drinking champagne in the martini glasses the entire film no champagne did anybody else notice that yeah that was weird like their bar set though was gorgeous. It was gorgeous, and they were so Total that was apartment. one of the things um, at the very Dude, that, beginning. That back window, ridiculous. Can you can you imagine how much they spent on it? Like in today's they're rich money? Like, for sure. But like one of the things that I was like kind of concerned, like in the very beginning, whenever he picks up the glass and is wiping it off, and he's like something about, oh, I'd hate to break up the set because I get, I assume um, David drank out of one of the glasses before they killed him. Yes, no, they did. That's why he brought it up because they said so, they wanted to keep that glass as a as a memento because he's a fucking sociopath. Sociopath. <laughs> yeah, my one of my first notes was, "Glass will be the downfall." Obviously, I didn't know anything. Yeah, but well, like each moment that happens, you, you think, think that's, that's going to be the, the thing, downfall. And that's also like, part I thought, of the I'd already seen it. I thought it was going to be the rope, and then that didn't happen. I right. thought and it was going to be Miss Atwood. I thought it was going to be the glass. Yeah, I thought it was going to be what Miss Atwood. Whenever she starts doing the psychic reading thing or whatever, I'm like, ah, uh, she's going to somehow Miss Atwater. Miss Atwater. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. Delicious. Just call her a stupid accent yeah. lady. <laughs> Miss Atwater. No, whenever I'm she glad does I the psychic, all the names now. When she does the psychic reading thing, I was like. Somehow, whenever she walks over to the chest, but or a lot something. of the things that she predicted were true. She was she right. Said the hands were going to make him famous. But that's he, why he, he strangled a person. He'll right. probably be famous on the news. Like, but that's why I thought she that, was right, going right. to be the one. Yeah, you could see it every time. You could see the fucking reaction on his face because this character could not hold himself together. How did no one pick up on that? I think they just think Philip is weird. But he's never been like that, according he's to artistic. everyone's stick. Yeah, I guess so. He's weird. Just let him be artistic. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. why you're weird, right? Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and then, you're not so, that weird. Uh, we also find out that 
um, when Brandon is talking to Rupert that Brandon stutters when he's excited. Um, yes. Which is a thing that Rupert brings up because uh, Brandon is basically trying to make up lies as he goes on. Yeah. So before we find out that that's why he's stuttering, oh, I was really confused. I was like, why the fuck is Brandon suddenly losing his shit? Yeah. Like, no, I get he it. has been calm, cool, and collected this whole time. Well, he hasn't had a one-on-one with Rupert yet. And then right. in this one moment with Rupert, he's losing Rupert's his shit. The one. Rupert is like the, like, the guy. When, when you play chess, he's like the fucking king or queen. Like, he's, he's the, the grand, one. He's Kar- the grandmaster. Kartofsky? Karkovsky? was the chess master's Wait. name? Karchovsky, I think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Y'all, you guys know out there. Drop it in the comments. But Ch- he's, <laughs> he's Karkovsky. He's the guy to where... At me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not on Twitter. He's Amen, he's the guy to where if they can fool him, they can fool anybody. Right. It's basically their thoughts. Is he's the litmus test. He's the litmus test, but also he's the litmus and test. Al- they think also, if he if they fail it, he'll, he'll still be okay. he'll join up, kind of deal, which that's is true. crazy. But that's what they think. That's what at least Brandon thinks. Because Brandon's a dumb bastard. Well, dumb. Brandon's a sociopathic bastard. Um, but yeah, no, he's not dumb. At he's all. incredibly he's intelligent. Smart, yeah. He's just a little delusional. Well, not a little. He's, he's very, very delusional. delusional. And then the next part comes up after they are serving dinner. Um, they talk about how Philip doesn't eat chicken, and that yeah, is- Janet is like. Why don't you chicken? Everybody has a reason for why they don't eat something. Freud she names name drops Freud. Yeah, exactly. Which completely like there's almost, a reason for everything. Almost none of his theories are true, but you know what are you gonna do about um, that? And then <laughs> Brandon starts to tell. What did you not know that? Most of Freud's theories are pretty much bogus and bullshit. He just still is incredibly like in the popular culture as being significant, but a lot of his stuff is incredibly well disproven i'm gonna let you guys fact check that um and then uh so brandon starts to tell a story about how philip uh one time when they were at the farm um choked out a chicken well he ran he ran wrung its neck which is different oh is that is that when you break its neck or something yeah you take it by the head and you just whip it around right on i've done that with i've done that with pheasant whenever i my cousin damn uh, trevor's a murderer (laughs) No, it's almost it's dying anyways. My cousin um, on the at bird camp on the ranch, they Fucking do shout out bird camp. What is bird camp? Have bird camp. Bird it's camp? on some relatives' property. They do um, they run uh, quail and pheasant hunts off out of there, and it's the area of the land that they do it off of. Is it like a day camp? It's just bird camp. They have like a big um, like entertainment area with like a little shack, like a shack with the office and stuff for the business there and. That's where they bring all the people who've paid to come do the hunts. They do like lunch for them afterwards, and so it's like a one day thing, or like a summer long thing. Because I'm thinking thing. like summer camp. No, one day thing. So bird camp. It's just what we call it. Okay. It's not even officially called that. It's called uh, something else, which I'm not sure if I Classic should. Classic new to the podcast. Not Very sure if new, I should yeah, name sorry. drop it or not. So no, I'm just gonna leave it. Don't worry about it. Also, but, I'll just name drop real quick. Dennis Berg Camp. Great soccer player. Anyways, one of the greatest goals of all time. Damn, that's caught me Anyways, off guard. I've run. Uh, I, I've run a dog um, for one year. <laughs> I run a dog. They give me a dog, and then I'm the handler for the dog. And the dog goes and fetches the pheasant after it's been shot, and brings it back to me. And then I hand it off to the guy who's coming around collecting all the birds. And if it's not totally dead, I got to ring it. You just grab it by the head and whip ring it around. It what kind of dog are we talking? A lab. His name was Major. He's a very good boy. 
I have chocolate a f- lab, black chocolate lab. lab. I have lab. a photo on my phone I can show you afterwards. Right, He's a cool. good boy. We'll post it on the Twitter. He was the easiest dog to work with. On the subreddit. <laughs> but yeah, great dog. Fun. That was a fun time. Shout honestly. out Major. I got paid. Shout out Dead Birds. I had to clean all the Dead Birds afterwards, which kind of sucked. Gross. Um, but yeah, so after that, um, Rupert talks about how it's okay to murder, basically. He starts talking about his own philosophy. Pers- yeah, his own philosophy that he's created. That's a great scene. You know, that guy that annoys you just slit his necks. That, like- and, and Brandon goes all in on it. Right. And then Rupert, Mr. Kelly, like basically stops talking. Yeah. yeah. Let's Brandon like go all out. Wax lyrical. And then Mr. Ketley gets upset. Mr. Ketley, I feel like, would be a really big fan of the Purge movies. What? Mr. Rupley. I'm Rupert. I'm sorry. Rupert. Rupert. Mr. Rupley. I'm so sorry. Rupert. Rupert, yeah. Rupert would be a big yeah. He's I talking about too, Strangle yeah. Week sure. or whatever. And I'm like, all right, yeah. They, he, I mean, they for sure got that idea from this movie. Also, the More amount of likely. times that he name drops things about the murder during that speech. Like he mentions Strangle. He mentions murder. He mentions, uh, like, I think he mentions, like, chest. He mentions, like, almost every detail of... The actual murder of David. Rupert? And you know yeah. Philip is fucking dying. It's just, it's part of the script almost. Like, I get, I don't know. He also talks about slitting people's throats though. I know. And then torture and a bunch of other but stuff. But he's also mentioning every single detail of the David murder within that speech consequentially. It's not, obviously okay. he doesn't know. Yeah. I didn't pick it's up on that. It's just part of the script. Yeah, nice. It was All fucking right. cool. Very cool. Um, and then after that um, is when the desserts is starting to get served um, Mr. Ketley goes into the um, dining room with Brandon and with uh, the Miss Atwood and Janet, and they look over the first editions. And then um, Philip and Rupert and Mrs. Wilson they stay in the living room, and this is where you see that shot that we were talking about earlier, where you see the fourth wall, yeah. and where they're the two are talking. And then M- Rupert starts to talk to Philip. Um, Philip, at this point, he's starting to get drunk. He starts to play the piano again, and this is where Rupert is finally starting to really grill about the missing David Thing. problem, basically. And the, also the, the issue fact, that's happening. And also the fact that he freaked out so hard for the chicken story, just by yes, the fact exactly. he absolutely has killed chickens. Right. Yeah, they come. They keep bringing it up. He's for sure killed, I think, multiple chickens. Well, probably. I that's think the, that's, that's what you did. No, that's what you and did like, back Rupert then. knows it. Like my yeah, grandma, Rupert knows the story. Yeah. He's like, I know the story. What are you talking about? Yeah. Which is also sick as fuck. What are they talking about? It's man? not that bad. Like, it's literally the thing people did back then because... Kill uh, chickens just randomly? Just no, kill chickens? You just kill them for dinner. Like, because they were talking that about... Did, that's not what it seemed like, though. I mean, yeah. that's literally what they were talking about, though. I don't know, man. Because, like, my grandma, uh, my dad's always talked about the story. They would put... Um, they'd be out there and they'd be cutting the heads off chickens and they'd have to throw it under a... They had a big wash tub... And then after they'd cut the head off, they'd throw them under there because chickens, chicken with a head cut off is a real thing. Right. And so they had to chuck them under there. And I don't know. I guess I'm too much of a city boy for you. You know, I, I have you're never, a suburb boy. I've life. never, I never fucking killed a chicken in my life. I mean, Neither. I, oh no, I never have. killed never an mind. animal. I killed a bird by accident one time and it was one of the most traumatizing you experiences sick of my fuck. life. Yeah, it was fucked up. <laughs> I'll save that story for a different podcast. Right on, brother. No, I've definitely. Very sad day. The bird pod. The bird box. <laughs> I've definitely killed a chicken, but it was. We'll tell it when we watch Bird Box. That right on. That's a very good. different thing, isn't it? Or birds by Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, that that I've got some stuff to talk. Or, about. Um, yeah, I've got so, some ideas for that one. Or Lady Bird. <clears throat> that also probably has nothing to do with birds. Um, it definitely doesn't. Um, so yeah, so the books are tied up with the rope. Also, my next note is that 
the they have a really really fucking good long shot of everybody talking in the living room but the shot stays on mrs wilson so good as she's cleaning off the chest so good getting closer and closer and closer fucking and closer terrifying. towards opening the the chest I really um, thought they were going to stop her talking, earlier. Everyone is just talking about how David's missing. Yeah. yeah. Have, and it's like the juxtaposition of these two things is like so excellently it's done. It's fucking perfect. My, my note is how does no one notice her cleaning off his chest? I was freaking out. Yeah. And like they even open it partially. And then Brandon comes over. And Brandon comes over and pushes it down and says, oh, no, actually, Ms. Wilson, um, I need you to come in tomorrow anyway to clean so you can just do the books later. Um, because, which is because wild. Rupert is also helping her lift the chest because Rupert is Rupert is something. super suspicious. He, I, he couldn't be more suspicious. That was my no. note from earlier. Was Rupert is suspicious, and then I have a little dash, and then I just write very, very, because I think something else happened that made him even more suspicious. And after this, Rupert sees the fucking hat. So everybody leaves. Uh, everybody the leaves. Everybody that leaves the apartment for um, for Brandon, who is so meticulous. Yeah, they didn't think about it. How and did he, he not didn't think, think about, about the hat. it in the end either? He didn't ever realize that that was the reason. Why that was did like you leave that man's moment. hat in the closet? Why did They're you put it in fun. the closet in the first place? How can you be that smart and that stupid at the same fucking time? Yeah. So for the hat, thing, fucking wild. They, um, Mrs. Wilson hands um, Rupert a hat because everybody's leaving and he's the last to leave. And he looks at it and tries it on, and it's too small. And he looks at it again, and the camera shot, you can clearly say it says DK, as in David Ketley. In gold initials. David yeah. Ketley. Also, just briefly, Mrs. Wilson or Miss Wilson was not home when David came over. No. So either Brandon or Philip put that hat in the closet. Yes, yeah. they did. They absolutely did. Well, um, when I Rupert... think Brandon did. Idiot! I, I think it was yeah. absolutely Brandon and not Philip. It yeah, was. Because... For sure. Because Brandon answers the door. Well, because Rupert... Brandon is a fucking son of a bitch i just feel like it had to have been him also when rupert is going through in a little while when rupert's going through what he thinks happened when brandon goads him on like well how would you have done it what would you have done oh yeah because he came back because he in quotes forgot his cigarette case which you see him back up towards the um the chest because it's when they started to put the uh, Brandon started to put the books back on the chest mm-hmm. to try to disguise it so no one would open it basically right and he hides the uh, cig- cigarette case behind the books and then what you were talking about comes down there yeah and then uh, he finds the cigarette case and then starts talking about like Brandon goads him on this whole time well also at this point Brandon has a gun Are we and just Philip couldn't be more drunk Philip is drunk and panicking. <laughs> They have a whole. And he com- does have a gun. He has a snub nose, thirty-eight, like you were saying. I, I assume it's a thirty-eight. I'm sure if I look up, um, <laughs> IMFDB, which is the Internet Movie Firearms Database. What the what fuck that exists? <laughs> <laughs> I look at that website way too often because I see a gun in a movie. I'm like, I want to know what that is, and I'm what? like, You're sick, dude. <laughs> how am I sick? That's what? crazy. IMFDB. I'm like, Come on, how is that? Not- have you guys not looked that up before? Um, and um, yeah. anyways, at this point, yeah, Brandon has a gun. And is like goading on Rupert, like so, because Rupert's describing about how he would have done it. Yeah, and then Rupert totally knows. Rupert knows. And instead of you, saying, they do a shot. They they pan down and see the shot of fucking when Brandon thinks that Rupert's getting too close to figuring it out. He has the gun pointed up. You can and fucking see that. Rupert yeah. totally knows at of that point. Of course he knows. And so Rupert quick diverts off. Yeah, he's like, oh, I would have brought him outside. Brought him outside. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have put him in the chest like anyone else would have. No, 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 he's outside. I have, uh, to the car. Yeah, to the car. And they're like, but it's broad daylight. How would you have done it if it's daylight? And he's like, ah, oh, I guess I'm dumb. I don't know. And then, no, and then he looks around and he's like, 
So you'd have to leave him somewhere in the dark, somewhere inside the house. And he looks around, and he eventually breaks into it, like, basically knowing. He ca- he catches him, and he says that he knows he has the gun. And that was the triggering factor. And then Brandon, though, He was like, still... I wasn't truly suspicious until I saw the gun. But Brandon, at that point, is still trying to play it off. And he's like, this? No, I just got to take it yeah. up to the country whenever like, we go philip, can you believe this and he just throws it on the piano he's like philip he thinks the gun is for murder <laughs> lol <laughs> yeah that part was great um it's like such brandon's trying to save face yeah i mean especially because they focus they, they the camera stays on rupert and then in the background you hear it only him. goes from rupert to the gun like yeah. back and forth which is awesome and like to philip drunk as fuck so couldn't drunk. be more drunk Great he smashes it. He smashes a glass at one point. Yeah, great. Drunk saying drunk. like, "I'm sick of this cat and mouse," which like, Rupert. <laughs> and that was the payoff that I was alluding to earlier. Like the all these little things keep building up, building up, building up, and then it it gets to a point where Philip is just cat and mouse, cat and mouse, cat and mouse, and he, he just shouts it, it over and over. And he, yeah, he, he, it's he's had enough. Yeah, right. And he basically admits he's to the had crime. enough of Brandon's shit. He admits to it. You have to be. So perfect with all your little touches and whatever. And he, you know, criticizes. Brandon. And even then, Brandon is trying to save face. Right. Oh, he's drunk. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's yeah, he's day. like, oh, this guy's ridiculous. Right. So the gun, by the way, I just looked it up, uh, is a Colt Detective Special. 38 Special. You you called it on the 38. I have So Didn't it, need it. I already knew. <laughs> but you, no, good call on it, though. I don't that know shit nice. about guns or guns about shit, you know, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Cobb's a sweat star on Call of Duty. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yeah, so they fight over the gun, uh, Rupert and Philip. And then Rupert, a shot goes off. A shot goes off into, into the, floor. the floor. It doesn't actually hit his hand. I think you're right. I think it is the blast because it was not If you grip hand. a revolver around the end of the cylinder, a lot of gas ex- escapes between the cylinder and the barrel. And it, So that cut. can really Ooh, hurt. Ouchie. That can... Like, with a high enough caliber, I'm pretty sure people have had, like, bits of skin, like, blown off of their fa- their hands. Hurts. So, hurts a lot. Um, but, yeah, so then... Um, but nobody hears that or finds a bullet through their ceiling. So. And in the end, Rupert... Thick floors. Rupert opens the chest. Yes. He gets in an argument with Brandon. And, and we he, have a nice red light on his face as soon as he opens the chest because there's that sign outside the window that's like well, red, yeah, green, Yeah, all the windows are open because they reopened them because they needed light. and For the party. And all the of blinds. the lights are flickering. You can hear every now and again, which all of this is expertly done. You can hear like cars honking. Mm-hmm. Like they're clearly in the city. There no, you, is... can hear it. you can hear it when the windows are closed. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't hear the the voices until the window's okay. opened. But yeah, he opens the chest and they start having their conversation. But I loved I loved the red light. I'm sorry. Like at that it's exact, very good. Exact, very good. At the exact moment he opens it, the neon lights. red goes on his face and I was like, Where the fuck's that coming from? And then it changed and I was like, Oh right, that's oh just it was so good. There's just so much going on. Like and then um you know well basically Rupert is he needs to be able to Get the police. Rupert's and, trying not to die right now. Yeah, he's trying not to <laughs> die. He does have the gun, though. Yeah. Um, but and he f- goes over to the window and fires it off multiple times. Fires it off three times, so he still has two shots left if they both come at him. And then you start to hear people talking, talking to each other, like, where'd that come from? What's that? Oh, I think it was up in that building. And then it pans, it, it well, it zooms out. And then there's an excellent last line, which is what I was thinking of at the very end. 
So Philip is playing the piano. Brandon is making himself a drink, and Rupert uh, sits down um, in the kind of watching in them the both. foreground with the gun. And all Philip says is, "They're coming." And it's so just good. Like, it's such an excellent scene. All you hear in the background is the sirens start to come, but you can. And most of the buildup is from the back, the the background noise of like people talking to each other, saying Someone they're coming, the police. saying that the 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 sirens start to blare. It's like so fucking well done. You know and that what? Last shot is amazing with the piano, and you can see Brandon's face as he pours himself his last drink of just knowing that his perfect plan didn't go perfectly. And the person that they thought would be with them was not. It yeah, he was had, like so fucking well done. That, that whole the speech, last scene really the Rupert speech, the was, whole Rupert speech was fucking amazing, unbelievable. Whenever he realizes that, I feel like he realizes that he created Brandon, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Part, and yeah, then also tries that. to justify to himself, no, I didn't do it. Yeah. You had it in your mind the whole, like, all along. Right. There's no part of me that could have done this, but you clearly had that part of you. But it is partially his fault. Well, right. 100%. He, he gave, he he gave the them the, the excuse to yeah. do it. I mean, what Did, does that say? I mean, Brandon would have done it, I think, no matter what, eventually in his life. He's that yeah. type of person. Philip, I think he definitely gave Philip, like, I, gave Brandon the ammunition to get Philip in on this with him. You know what I mean? Like remember I mean, what, remember what Rupert sh- used to say yeah. and all that stuff like yeah. that would definitely have helped him convince Philip if nothing else. I mean I think there was something for sure wrong with Brandon. Oh, but absolutely. Like, Rupert gave them the ammunition though. Rupert was the he, he it was his fault essentially in, yeah. in my opinion. I th- I think that even though he was the one that got the police involved and got them caught it was his fault. Well, David, I think David's blood is essentially that. on his hands. Yeah. yeah, I think he realizes that. Though. He's going to have to live with that the rest why, of his life. That's why he makes the yeah, decision like he does. Like, the things that he brings up so uh, like nonchalantly at this party is like something that someone could take, especially at an impressionable age, so seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if they were in prep school, they were probably, it was probably high school. So they were either high school or middle school when they were in prep school. Yeah. Quotes. Like, Why the it, fuck are you philosophizing murder to high schoolers? And that is exactly what it was. Like right. he, it, like that was. That's at such an age where like you're so impressionable, mm-hmm. so impressionable. Like it, also weird that they're still friends. You see with that? Him. You see that today with people that get killed in schools and stuff like that. Like people that are uh, either impressioned in the wrong things or bullied or they get a part of some wrong crowd and then something fucking happens and they rip off like it's exactly what this fucking shit is like for sure except these guys are a little bit older they should have fucking known better <laughs> except the guys are clearly mentally ill right but it just it took them this long i guess a good movie man <laughs> very good i'm definitely up in my rating by at least 0.5 so i'm at a there he is now. my guy yeah, i love and I, love... I and also talking through it again I will say, with how fast the police sirens show up, it's definitely possible someone did hear that first gunshot. It's quick. It's, it's super quick. I, you know Especially what? Now that, in New York. Now that I'm thinking about it again, maybe the people downstairs did, in fact, call the police Because beforehand. they're talking, and then, like, they say, we should call the police, or whatever they say. Hey, somebody called the police. And then, and like, then seconds it's like, later. It's almost immediate. So, now thinking back on it, yeah, someone might have... Might have fucking heard that might have. first gunshot. and Hear that out of Gunboy Trevor. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm all more than willing to change opinions based on new information. No, right on. So. I appreciate that. that was, but, it was um, good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Can I hit some stray notes real quick? Yes, yeah, yes, for sure. Please. The <laughs> metronome 
Oh yeah, yeah. When so Rupert good. is like fully interrogating Philip at the piano, just phenomenal use of the metronome. Great use. It was so, like, it's so intense. It ratchets up the tension tenfold. Oh, it was sure, already sure. tense enough. It's, it becomes an interrogation. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's basically it's like shining a light in Philip's face. It's like when even an, after he makes him turn off the light, right? Yeah, because he like, was pulling that. That's the a great investigator. Trip. That's a great yeah. point. Yeah, put the light in his face. No, please turn the light off. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll turn the light off, but I'll put this fucking metronome. But I turn on. the metronome on <laughs> yeah. right afterwards. Yeah, and just you into it. It's like in other films when they have the loud clock ticking. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the same. It's exactly. fantastic. Yeah, really great. That methodical dunk. Right. Dunk. The ever. Basically, the ever encroaching doom. Yeah, essentially, it's it so was good. Really great. Um, I have one line from Philip to Brandon from between the time where the party ends and then Rupert returns to the apartment. Uh, At least if I have a hangover, it's all mine. Yeah, he's like, you know, you've basically been puppeteering me. Yeah, but let me get drunk in this moment because at least the hangover will be of my own volition. For sure. For I, sure. I like that a lot. That was good. Also, um, I do want to say, um, I just thought of it, there were some great moments where Philip, you see his reaction shots and then it pans out a little bit and you see Rupert just staring at it. In the it, background? Yeah. Just staring at his Amazing. face. Amazing. Like catching these nuances that yeah. everybody else isn't looking at Philip. Rupert is Because Brandon always, is always the center of attention. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and you can see him piecing together stuff in his head. Yeah. I think that's really great. Like it's, it it, it like it, it just works up to the big moment I mean, where you Hitchcock. know he's coming it's back. Hitchcock, dude. The For blocking sure. is fucking impeccable. It's it's amazing. Also, it's amazing. in that moment between Rupert coming back, uh, but before Rupert comes back and after everyone else has left, why does Brandon suddenly seem so suspicious? Like, have you did you notice whenever they're going to like open the chest to get the body out? And they like, oh, we should close the blinds and stuff. His face, he just seems so suddenly worried and suspicious. Like, I think because out of a little nowhere, bit of, I, I, it just I, was weird to me. Yeah, I think it's because a little bit of weight has been lifted out of his shoulders. The big part is done, and now he's just got to get rid of this. I guess the high is done. Yeah, yeah. So. Like it's it's all over for him. Like the his big moment. So now he's just got to get rid of the situation. Also, good thing Brandon didn't shit himself, or no, David didn't shit himself when he died. Like, I was thinking that too. I was like, "Don't yeah. body shit themselves." Some of, so it would have smelled horrible. Yeah, yeah, if he needed to take a shit, he absolutely would have I mean, shit himself. Movie, so that shit never happens. Yeah, no. it only happens at fucking South Park. It only happens when it's funny in movies, exactly. I guess. Like, like yeah. so, it so essentially it doesn't exist in this. Or if they're going universe. for like crazy realism, like oh, yeah. like and like the smell and stuff. Yeah, but a la like, parasite. There you go. It's a good thing that he didn't shit himself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, cause I will they, say that people in the 40s probably didn't ever think about that. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like, so, we're thinking about this from It's a dead body. Of, Why would it smell? He hasn't decomposed yet. Right. Like, exactly. No, it, perfectly, yeah. Yeah. My last note, I just love the fact that Hitchcock chooses to end it on the fact that nothing exists in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Like, that moment of opening up the windows in earnest and, like, letting the city come in. Yeah. Like, the whole movie has been in this apartment. Yeah. And then, like, hey, the world exists outside this apartment. Yeah. That was, like, a really powerful moment for me, personally. Just so like, good. I mean, it's fucking... I've been like, thinking about that since the it's beginning. It's amazing. It's a fucking, The ending it's is what makes amazing. it. It's fucking amazing. The speech, the lighting, I mean, just... That whole last, like, 15 minutes. The last minutes. 15, 20 minutes is just unbelievable. It's so good. And the movie's it's so a, good. It's an hour and 20 minutes. It's not a long watch. No, it's not a long if watch you guys at all. have watched the or have you listened to this all the way through and haven't seen it yet, 
please watch the movie. Yeah, we've now hit the. M- we haven't even hit like done justice to it. Like it's it- in the slightest. And if you've listened to this entire episode, you, you still, can watch the entire. You movie. still need to watch. You it. should still watch it. It's not like all oh, these big spoilers are gonna fuck it up for me. Like you still should watch. Right. It. So if you if you have the time to listen to this podcast, yeah, an this- hour and twenty minutes of us. <laughs> Shooting the shit while drunk. Talking about this film. <laughs> Full drunkenly talking watch, about it. Watch Hitchcock at his... I mean, close to his absolute fucking best. Toast, close to his great. I would say it's B plus it's, Hitchcock for me. It's insane. A minus? Close, yeah. <laughs> for sure. I might bump it up to a 9.5. I will 100% respect that. I fucking love this it's movie. It's really fucking good. This it movie good. is one of my favorites. Hitchcock is the fucking king. Um... Even though I know it's like classic, like oh everybody loves Hitchcock, he's just Some the goat. Snap. He's the people. Fucking... Everyone loves Hitchcock. But I showed you guys a different Hitchcock. <laughs> everyone loves Hitchcock yeah. for a reason. I showed you one that people do not talk about. True. No, I, I didn't even know it existed. Me either. So go fucking two watch movies it. you didn't know existed in these two recording sessions. And that's what this podcast is about. I hope you guys so enjoyed it. We um, we we've do been you guys really have any final thoughts about just this the movie Anything. the movie the movie. Final thoughts, it was really good. I enjoyed it. It was a cool experience. Um, I do wish I could have sat down and watched it under less, I guess, time-sensitive constraints. I mean, it's your own fault. It's not. You woke up late. Hit him with it. I did not wake up late. You woke up at noon, I Trevor. was exhausted. <laughs> okay. Set an alarm. Yeah, I'm, I'm fully kidding. I'm it was, I, going from two unemployed boys. I woke up at 8 a.m. Two unemployed boys. In the past two days of work, I I woke clocked, up at 9 a.m., dabbed, and then played some Call of Duty. No, the, the past two days of work, I clocked a 13-hour day and then a 14-and-a-half-hour day, I think. Right on, we love my you. dude. We're here for you. So I was exhausted. I needed Thank you for pulling your weight still, regardless of those days. While so, I did nothing, and Jacob did <laughs> less than nothing. <laughs> so, um, uh, but, but like, yeah. no, I'm really excited for this podcast, though. Like, I, Fuck yeah. we're third episode in, so we might as well talk. Like, feels great. I'm, feels I love it. It's I so can't good. wait to watch new shit, and Me I can't too. wait to show you guys stuff and just like fucking reminisce about the movies I love, and also not just movies, TV shows, anything. Been, yeah, <laughs> and also we we did talk about that earlier. Yeah, so we've been super movie centric these first two episodes. It'll probably be different. To be fair, the first three we kind of done yeah, these on, on somewhat short notice yeah. so movies have been easy but a lot of them will be going forward because i think it's primarily we want to record so often yeah i mean movies are the easiest thing to do i think because, for sure because it's and a, ideally this comes out once a week right which is the schedule that we're we're planning which <laughs> planning I, which who knows about i mean it 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 it's hopeful <laughs> if you guys know anything about the harbor boys release schedule it is inconsistent at best it's inconsistent but also this isn't our unfortunately our full-time thing yet it's my full-time thing bitch (laughs) (laughs) it Um, is right now but not by my own volition but uh yes thank you guys for watching um for listening no i mean for you guys for watching rope and for being a part of thanks for recommending it dude it's been Um, i hope you guys enjoyed it i will for sure be bringing more hitchcock to the uh to the fold for you guys because i fucking love um, older movies. Cinephile. I really just <laughs> listen. You are I, I just I love movies, man. I just fucking love them. All right, let's go um, play some gunfight. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll catch you guys next time and uh, go watch fucking Rope.